Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I'm Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Hello, it's Life Logistics. It's Tuesday. Um, this is the uh, IFS exclusive episode where we solve all of your problems, make your lives better, and make the world a better place. Absolutely and there's not many right. podcasts that can say that, really, mm. is there? No. So uh, here we are. Uh, Sam, you said you've got some kind of logistical issue you'd like to discuss. discuss well, it's a logistical doors. solution. Um, now you can see me, right? Because we always uh, we always uh, sort of video call each other, so we can look mm-hmm. into the whites of each other's eyes. Yeah, best way to do it, right? And we've just had a break from recording a different episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was supposed to be a quick break, but in that break, mm-hmm. um, my wife had gone out for a walk as part my of the wife. new relaxing of the world. She'd gone out. My good wife had gone out with my mate's good wife okay. for. Yeah. A uh, little walk together. It's probably slagging. I assume they're having a slag in a soft session, but that's good. Yeah. It's healthy. You've got it to blow is, off yeah. steam. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. You've got to blow off steam. Uh, so let her slag me off. So bit, she's got. Bit, she's got a demon resetting, isn't it? She's resetting her demons up the park with her mm. mate. Um, but as a consequence, I was bloody. Went downstairs to have a quick break. The kids wanted lunch, and in the middle of that, the Sainsbury's man knocked on the door. Okay. So I had about 20 bags of shopping. By the way, my mother-in-law is having shopping sent here. Right. right. I don't know why. <laughs> this is something she's got going on with my missus. I don't, I don't ask questions, Andy. Yeah. So I've had to unpack it all, separate the portions out, some for my mother-in-law. Some for various for households. Yeah. yeah. And then make the toasted cheese sandwiches, right? And then I thought, right, nice. I've got to go and record with Andy now. I'll make a quick cup of tea. All I was supposed to be doing was make a cup of tea because, you know, little insight to the life of podcasters. Perhaps some of you listening are aspirant podcasters. We're not the sort yeah. of cunts who are going to set up some podcast academy and charge you loads of money just to tell you how to fucking no. press... Re- just tell you how to press record, right? Which is all it fucking is. We'll give snippets away, won't we? For free. We'll give yeah. it to you for free, right? Some of um, it. Very important. You podcast a hundred times better if you've got a decent cup of tea on the go during the podcast. Something yeah. worse when you're doing a podcast, but you're craving a cup of tea, but you haven't got one. So watch this, Andy. I was getting tea. The kids wanted tea as well. So I got, as you know, I have an array of pots. 
right? Different you size. Do, I've got yeah. the, for each occasion. I've got, yeah. got the eight cupper out, right? I made the kids <laughs> both a cup of tea. I thought, I'll go and do one Vandy. There's one cup of tea. I thought, I'll pour myself a second, mate. Yeah. There was enough in the pot, and I could have brought up the pot on a tray with a little thing of milk and all the rest of it so I could have re-poured. Yeah. I thought, fuck that. I'll just make two cups, two cups of tea. Sammy yeah, Two Cups, right? That's it. That's my other nickname as well as Nifty. Sammy Nifty Two Cups Delaney. Bring well, two don't cups. Go, don't go jumping ahead of yourself because I've done this before. I've done this when we're doing a double header. Have you? I've had another cup to the side. You might not have seen me reach for it mm. or do the switcheroo. Oh, but I've done the two you trick, cups before. You've tricked me. Yeah, I'm just saying don't go self-nicknaming yourself unless you've you know, cleared it with, with other people first. With the nickname authorities. No, Although for... I've got to say, last mm. week, just before we were better record, as you know, I had an emergency and I spilled some tea onto oh, my laptop, yeah, my recording disaster. laptop, mm. and I, I, I panicked. I actually went like that, and uh, what I did was I grabbed a nearby towel, turned the, the laptop on its side or on, it, on its front, on its tummy. I laid it on its tummy on the towel. The tea came mm. out that had gone in between the mm. keys. So far, it still works. That is a miracle. That is logistics. A lot of people would have panicked, right? Well, I but did you, panic. Well, but, you know, you tipped it upside down. You did something that, in a way, is quite logical, right? Mm. Tea's in your laptop. Pull the fucking tea out of the laptop. Yeah, simple Tip as that. Yeah, put it on its tummy. Now you know what I would have done if I didn't have a towel to hand. I would have just ripped my t-shirt off and used that. Yeah, I wouldn't just have cared. What, that's like the MacGyver approach, isn't it? Use whatever yeah. you've got. Use the resources you've got around you. And that, again, <laughs> listeners, is something that's fundamental to mine and Andy's logistical outlook on life, right? Know the resource At any given moment, whatever situation we're in, we could be in a business meeting, right? Um, we could yeah, be right. we could be having a, a party on a yacht with some of the other biggest <laughs> podcasters in the world at, yes. the, at the annual Cannes Podcast Festival, right? Yeah. We could be in, uh, we could be anywhere, right? But we are always acutely aware, however relaxed we appear to be, of all of the resources that surround us should Mm -hmm. the worst happen, right? Yeah. What have I got? Who's around me? What are the potential threats? Yeah. (laughs) Like Robocop, right? Yeah. Who are the potential threats? Who may be packing a weapon, right? Who Mm -hmm. has an unusual lump in their jacket, right? That could be a firearm. Or an erection. Exactly. Sorry, I, I tried to resist saying that because it was yeah. so obvious, but I just couldn't. <laughs> just couldn't resist saying erection. Um, well, if we were on the my 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 old dad's a porno yacht, it might be that because you don't mm. know because they've got a yacht and anything goes on there. I think they've they've become well, so big. Can. That podcast becomes so big that it's really similar to the story of Scarface and Tony Montana. Yeah. Right? They've yeah. become with great power. You get enormous paranoia. You trust no one, right? You cannot trust anyone. You think all you obsess about day and night is rather than enjoying, you know, the the trappings of your success, you are you live in constant fear of losing them, right? Yeah. And so you surround yourself with firearms and cocaine. And that's what those guys have been doing. That's they, what they've done. That's what they've they've done. got security. They've got security up to their fucking eyeballs. They live in gated compounds that no one can yeah. get in and out of. You know, the girl one on my direct, she has someone my who old tests. Man's a porno. Yeah. She she tests 
who tests food, a food taster, because she thinks t- she yeah. she thinks that other podcasters are trying to poison her. Well, I don't know why they would do that. We certainly wouldn't do that. Get her out the way, because then you take their get space her, in the podcast permanent portion of our audience. Yeah, I guess so. Mm. Nah, nah. Best to look at the mouse here. They've 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 taken you know something which is essentially Mrs. Brown's boys for posh kids, and made it a huge <laughs> huge success. So best to look at them. I've never um, heard it, so I'm not involving myself in this. Uh, although, actually, that brings me on something that I meant to do in yesterday's episode. It's Andy's Hate World Cup, right? Can't uh, do that in this one. This is a life logistics. Well, just not as valid. a heads up, just as a heads up, and perhaps you could get in touch, <laughs> listeners, if there's some people you want to nominate. If you heard last week, Andy very often will react with quite extreme hostility to the mention of a particular name of a public figure. And sometimes mm. you can get it, like, you know, you might say Jacob Rees-Mogg or Donald Trump, and it's like, yeah, everyone hates them. Yeah, obvious. But sometimes it's weird, right? Sometimes it's... I mean, it's not weird to Andy, but it's weird to you if you don't know the reason. So last week, mm. for instance, a lot of people noticed that he reacted very badly to the mention of Steve McManaman. <laughs> now, we haven't had time to get to the bottom of, of that, Right. Another person who I like, and a lot of them are people that I really like. Like, I really like Tim Burgess, front man of the charlatans, right? Yeah. All-round good guy. You know, nice guy, right? And yeah. I I loved the band, and when I was growing up, I thought he was really cool and all the rest of it. Uh, Andy hates Tim Burgess, right? And then I thought, when we were talking about how much you hated Tim Burgess off-air... I asked you. I don't have an answer yet. Who do you hate? Oh, no, I do. Who do you hate more, Stephen McManaman or Tim Burgess? Back, I said Tim no Burgess. hesitation, Burgess, right? Yeah. Here's a powerful word, though. All right. Who do you dislike more? But we'll use just, it. Just, just we'll another it. example. It, we'll use it because it's short and snappy. <laughs> Joe Wicks or Jamie Oliver, mate? Ooh, Oliver. And these are, these are all heroes of mine. That's the, that's yeah, the well. saddening thing for me. So, you, who did you say? Oliver, you hate Oliver. Oliver, yeah. Mm. Mm. All right, well, this is just an example. We we won't take up loads of time on today's podcast with it, but we are going to subject Andy to his hate World Cup. Who knows? We could even do more than quarterfinals. We could do group stage, round of 16, quarters, yeah. semis and finals. Um, we'll I find mean, out who Andy's most hated person is. If you want to find out more about things and people that I hate, uh, my highly acclaimed 2016 book, Get in the Sea, it's still available oh, yeah, on that's Amazon. Basically, this isn't it. It's still available yeah. on Amazon uh, for one pence, been, I think. There's new things since you complete that book. There's so yeah. many new things, people, concepts, ideas, smells for you to hate that have that there have is. evolved since 2016. Yeah, maybe we should do a Get in the Sea podcast. Yeah, and if you if you look on Amazon, Get in the Sea, weirdly it says it's authored by Harry Styles. Don't ask me why. No idea. Isn't that your pen go. name? I always assumed uh, that was a name you, you wrote, your non diploma. Oh, hang on, hang on. It's fucking gone up. It used to be a penny. It's now, the cheapest copy is now £12.20. It's become a collector's item, Sam. Well, that's the top flight time machine effect, isn't it? I mean, the last Perhaps item, it is. Bo- Roy, the Rovers of the 80s, cost £1,000. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it's on Kindle for four ninety nine though. And there's an infinite number of those to be had. There's a, there's a life logistics tip for you. Mm. Uh, what were we talking about? We were talking about the cups of tea, Sammy those two are the teas. Cups of tea. um, Just a little something tip. else. If you if you, if you know you're going into a situation where you're going to be there for a while, don't fuck around. Just make yourself two cups of tea. Yeah, 
right? Because you know you're going to want to. It was like when yeah. I was a drinker. I'd always order a couple of drinks, like especially if you're at a football. You'd I'd yeah. order a few drinks if I got to the front of the queue. Oh, yeah. I thought, I've Fuck done that at gigs up again. before. I've done Fuck that at gigs, up. like an, an arena gig or something like that. I'll get, get two a load pints. Of them. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Or sometimes I'd bring a, a really large flask, like a three-litre flask, and I'd just whiskey. get to the front of the queue and I'd go, can you fill that with beer? <coughs> right. Yeah, or whiskey, yeah. Fucking renegade. <laughs> fill that with beer, mate. <laughs> That's my beer flask. Fill it up. And put a bit of teachers in there as well, son. <laughs> and have one for yourself. Put a bit of teachers in the little cup that you screw on the top. Was it a thermos flask? Is that what it was? Yeah, they were like, but sir, there is a sausage roll crammed inside this thermos. I I know, mate. Don't think that's an accident. Get the beer in there now and give it a good fucking shake-up as well. (laughs) So the pastry gets all absorbed in the beer. Oh, that's what I was going to say, talking about surveying the room and looking for potential threats and solutions. Uh, We're recording this on Monday, and you know I was talking about watching Minder first thing this morning. Yeah. couple of uh, bits of toast and a cup of tea that then led into the professionals which came on afterwards i ITV didn't see all of it session <clears throat> didn't see all of it but uh, i saw a bit where <clears throat> lewis collins was under threat he was in a pub and two fellas came in and one of them had a, a deranged rabid dog and the, the plan was a deranged robin rabid dog oh and the plan was that they were going to obviously uh, set the dog on lewis collins because they were baddies uh, now Collins started to sweat, look nervous, and he stepped back mm. towards the wall of the pub. And then he reached down, lifted up an electric two-bar fire that was switched yeah. on, and Great. pointed it in the direction of the dog. I was like, "Yes, get I'll burn it! The cunts. I'll burn the burn cunts. the cunts! I'll burn the cunts' snout off <laughs> <laughs> if he puts one fucking paw in my direction. I'm gonna burn his snout clean off. I'll frazzle his fucking before. snout off." <laughs> uh, when I had a dog I haven't had a dog in years I wish I had one but my daughter's not, not keen not dog oh you know what I love to do but I'm not sure your dog I've seen pictures of your dog I'm not sure your dog is like the right sort of dog they do this too but I yeah. love to when I had my dog Bella yeah I used to just love to grab her snout right? yeah and, in, and yeah. grip it quite hard yeah and in a way it would, I'd drive her mad because I would grip it so she couldn't open the snout, and she goes. But it was fun. Mm. She knew it was a fun game. Mine hasn't really got a snout. He's, he's got. He looks like an yeah. Ewok, and he's just got like a yeah. button nose. I've seen it. It's got a button nose. See, if I get a dog one day, I will. It's got to have a snout. This is one of the yeah. like. This is a deal breaker for me. I mean, his nose is fascinating. It's kind of like a little bit leathery and looks a bit like licorice. Yeah, that's another thing. Sometimes if you look, spend enough time looking at a dog's nose, you really yeah. want to take a bite out of it, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah. You know, like in it's cartoons, you yeah. know, in cartoons where, they, where like someone's starving and they look at their mate, and the mate turns into a delicious roasted ham. It's a stick. Yeah, that's that sort of dog's nose looks like if it's late. Um, mm. If you've been getting high, like when I was a teenager, I might have been getting high and I'd be craving sugar, and the dog would be there mm. with its head on my lap, and I'd be looking at its nose, and I'm a big fan of licorice. And I'd be looking at it thinking, fucking hell, I could eat that fucking nose right now. And you'd okay. get the munchies and everything. That's yeah, fucking delicious. <laughs> and See if we go down the garage for some frazzles. <laughs> the poor unsuspecting dog didn't know what I was planning. It was just looking up at me all doe-eyed. That dog, I loved Bella, but I have to tell you, 
It did once shit on my bed. Oh, yeah. power play. Power play. And do you know who discovered the bed shit? Pancho who? from the Flats. Pancho from the Flats. I was going to say from- that. Pancho from the Flats came round to my house after when I got him from school. He was much older. He was not. Mm. He hadn't been at school since God knows when. And he would and he'd come round for a cup of tea and we'd watch Neighbours or whatever. Uh, and he went upstairs to have a piss. And I don't know why he then went into my bedroom. That seemed unnecessary. He's probably. I, I mean, I know it sounds bad, but he might well have been looking for things to nick because he was a bit of a thief, you know. Mm. And. Uh, I've just suddenly heard him from upstairs go, Sam, Bella shat on your bed. Well, right. I'll never fucking forget that. I mean, imagine I'm sitting there all relaxed after school, probably about yeah. 13, and I hear this mad boli- schizophrenic Bolivian shouting, mm. breaking some of the worst news I've ever had at that age. The dog, yeah. the dog had a bad tummy. So I went up and I've got this mad schizo Bolivian stood laughing his head off in my bedroom, looking at my bed with a dog's diarrhoea all over it. And what made it worse was, I can remember it really vividly, and forgive me for painting such a sort of disturbing picture, but there was all grass in the shit because the dog had been... The dog ate grass like it thought it was a fucking cow. If you took it out anywhere where there was long grass, it would just munch on it. And then, and then it would usually be sick. But in this case, I was say, they tend to sick it up, don't they? In this case, they're shitting it out. They'd shut it out, Fucking all hell. over my bed. Why? Maybe it knew I was planning on message. eating its nose. That's probably what it was. Yeah. There's a little message for you. <laughs> right. I know what you're up to. I know what you're planning. I can see it in your eyes. You didn't know that dogs could read their master's thoughts, right? And I don't like what I've been hearing recently, especially when you've been smoking the funny cigarettes, right? This nose, this fucking nose is staying on. Right, so next time you're thinking about eating my fucking nose or fucking about with my snout again, right? Just remember, this is what I'm capable of. (laughs) I'm still, I know I'm all sweetness and light most of the time, tickle me tummy, all that fucking malarkey, right? But don't ever forget, I am still a fucking animal at heart. I am a beast. I am descended from fucking wolves. And I will shit on your bed. <laughs> Just a reminder. <laughs> Send a little message out. <laughs> Shall we have a look at some emails that have come in for this life logistics thing that we're supposed to be doing? Yeah. Here's here's one from Chris Brown. Uh, not that Chris Brown. Uh, or the other Chris Brown. Uh, and it says, never eat fish cakes, which I think mm. is a life logistics lesson. Yeah. Certainly for you. Chris says, my first job was part-time in a fish and chip restaurant in Salford back in the 90s. I operated in the kitchen. <laughs> I operated in the kitchen, he says. Mm. Where do you like to operate, Chris? In the fucking kitchen. Uh, uh, where am I operating exactly? <laughs> do you mean where will you be working? I prefer to call it operating, if that's all the same to you. <laughs> <laughs> and I was tasked with preparing the fish cakes. The fish chefs, a team of archetypal greasy salad dodgers, instructed me to take a bucket and fill it with all the off-cuts of fish from the floor. Floor fish cake. Floor fish. Mm. Floor fish. Next, I'd take a piece of sliced potato and wallop a handful of, he puts in inverted commas, fish on top, followed by a second slice of potato. Bosh! Fish cake ready. Uh, Fish caking was glamorous. I'm fucking gagging for some fish now. Fish caking was glamorous compared to my other role. I would clear all the unseen food, uneaten food off the plates, ready for the dishwasher. No cunt finished their mushy peas. Fucking uh, idiots. 
I lasted precisely one and a half nights before walking out without telling anybody. Quick change and straight down the pub. Uh, there you are. So that's fish kiss. I'm not saying Don't that's indicative cakes. of the entire fish kick industry. That might be an isolated yeah, incident. It stands to reason, I think. I mean, if you're working in a kitchen, you're not going to use your best cuts of fish in a fish cake, are you? What's the no. point? Because it all gets mashed up with mm. potato and seasoning and all the rest of it. So you're not going to use the very finest fillet cuts. It's always going to be fucking scraps that they've mashed to shit. Yeah. Um, it, luckily, I don't eat fish, so it's no longer a problem for me. My problem was I went into eating a fish cake with my eyes open. I knew it wasn't good for me. Um, yeah, I've panicked, been over this a million times, so let's not revisit it. I ordered that fish cake in a moment of madness under pressure, right? Yeah. There were hormones playing a role, I'm sure, right? <laughs> I was a sweating, anxious mess, right? Yeah. And I, I knew that I was about to be bullied, but I had a, I had a sense for it. Mm. I ordered the fish cake. The main thing is... I regret the fish cake more for social, political reasons than I do for dietary ones. Okay. Yeah. Glad to okay. cover that again. Yeah. We'll, um, we'll, we'll probably return to it again at some point. Yeah. Uh, one day we should do a compilation just the fish cake files. And it's a, <laughs> we'll pick out all the times that I've spoken about the fish cake incident yeah. and put them all together into one compilation. Do we, Live- do we have a supercomputer that, that can find... Various yeah. topics in various episodes like yeah, that. Yeah, you just type in search term <clears throat> and it'll bring it'll it come up. up like a yeah. search engine. All right, fair enough. Jalapeno. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jalapeño. Stephanie Harkin says, so, a six-foot... 20-something male prick, brackets, not all males are pricks, was in my personal space today. I asked politely for him to move back, to which he mumbled some shit at me. Now, I'm a woman, 5 foot 4 and 43, who then moved out of his way and apologised, WTF. Now, in my head, what actually happened was I proper roundhouse kicked him Van Damme style and took the twat down. Question is, would this have been acceptable? Many thanks, Steph. 
Steph, um, since a lot of anger. Lot of yeah, anger. I mean, what we've got there is a, an old topic of the podcast, which is the hero fantasy. Mm. She's imagined herself doing the roundhouse kick and taking him down. Um, I, would it have been acceptable? Probably not, because we do need to sort of maintain some decorum during this this pandemic, and that would have been an illegal act. Um, fine, yeah, that, a, that, that it, just leads to anarchy, an, doesn't it? It's an assault, a violent assault. And let's be clear, you haven't gone into much detail at all, so it's hard mm. to contextualise this or give you a, a, a good answer. Where I was this? Was it- I'm, 90%, I'm 90% sure no matter what, you shouldn't have roundhouse kicked him. It's kind of fine to fantasise about it, but even violent fantasies can lead you into a bad place. But... Uh, you say that you he was in your personal space. Where? How? Yeah. Was he touching you? Was he purposefully doing it? Was it just something that had happened by accident? Mm. Um, you asked him politely. Okay, well, I'll take your word for that. He mumbled some shit at me. Key part of your email. Mm. What do you mean mumbled some shit at you? Was he abusive or was he grumpy? Mm. Mm. Was he racist? I mean, I don't know. There's different levels of, of shit you could be talking about. Um I don't think at almost whatever he said. I mean, did he cuss your mum? Like, yeah. Your, your, uh, excuse me. Excuse me. Could you move out of my personal space? Your mother's a whore. What? Mm. Come on, mate. That, I don't know. Mm. But I think that probably not. And also the Van Damme style. I don't know if you're capable of that. I think a lot of violent fantasies end in disaster when people try to... I've seen lots of people carry out violent fantasies, attempt them in real life. They've got so het up. One, one mate did this, did it a number of times, and I fell out of contact with this mate for about 18 years until recently because in lockdown. Of, because of this? Yeah, amongst other reasons. <laughs> I mean, he, he never tried one of these violent fantasies on me, but just seeing him doing them became tiresome. <laughs> <laughs> he he was the guy who, I've probably talked about this before, attempted a roundhouse kick that he'd seen in Officer and a Gentleman on my mate in the middle of the night when we were on holiday in Greece and just, like, fell on the bed and broke it. That was embarrassing. Another time we were having sort of a uh, confrontation with some kids from another school or something outside a pub, and he mm. tried to do the old, like, he'd basically seen the film, pick a bottle up by the neck and smash the end off it right just the end so you've still got like most of the bottle but it's got a jacket end to it and you can kind of go hey back off sunshine right yeah he fucking it doesn't work like that dickheads right in real life we've talked about glass a huge amount on this podcast right glass is a highly volatile uh what would you call it substance Um, substance it is and you can't control the way it glass breaks believe me i've done my fair share of glass smashing right and it is it's utterly unpredictable so when you see in the movies that i'm going to smash the end off a bottle like in a gangster fight or a cowboy fight doesn't work that way and he fucking made fools of us right because we were in this confrontation and he completely overreacted early he picked up a bottle smashed it off the end of the table the whole bottle shattered in his hand and cut his hand and he stood there like ah with his hand bleeding the other kids are laughing at us now right yeah (laughs) and rightly so it was embarrassing so Mm. just be careful about the violent fantasies you have because unless you are Jean-Claude Van Damme right most of the things that you fantasise about are not going to be possible in real life yeah 
So I think that's... I think Steph's Steph's probably Steph's greatest most powerful weapon in that situation. If it's in public mm. and there are other people around, is to just move away from him and just shout, "Get the fuck away from me!" Something Same like him. that. Because because yeah, because a woman shouting that to a man, you know, there's connotations there. Yeah, and uh, it's the kind of thing that's going to make him turn on his heels. Yeah, it would shame scene. him. Publicly shame him is the best thing. But I'd I'd probably appreciate more detail because it's really hard to. Yeah. It's really yeah. hard to assess that. Maybe they send us a series of drawings, perhaps, diagrams. You know, hero fantasies, which used to be a really popular subject on Top Flight Time Machine, one that I've been meaning to say for a while, are a bit similar, but they're not hero fantasies, they're coolness fantasies. They're very close oh, yeah. cousin, right? Yeah. Where these fantasies were simpler. They were not about me being heroic or winning a fight or saving yeah. someone or anything like that. They were just about me doing something really cool at exactly the right moment. It, Whereas like, in reality, the, the cool thought comes about half an hour later. Comes later, it? comes yeah. later, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so this came to my head the other day because the song <laughs> Voodoo Child by Jimi Hendrix. Now, I've got no idea if Jimi Hendrix is one of those people who Andy Dawson reacts violently towards, right? I think there's a strong possibility it could be, but who knows? But I'm gonna nope. I'm gonna risk mentioning nope. him. <laughs> so the song Voodoo Child starts with this great little guitar riff that goes I mean you'll know it's very famous, it goes yeah. Right. And it what sounds good about it is it's like sort of sounds complicated I mean I know nothing about playing a guitar or any other instrument, but it sounds complicated but casual, right? Yeah. And I had this coolness fantasy when I was an adolescent when right. we used to, you know, it's like you'd all go round someone's house, wouldn't you? And it'd all, <laughs> they'd, you'd all be in someone's bedroom. And once you got a little bit older, there'd always be a few girls there. Not always, mm. but, you know, sometimes there'd be like, say, eight boys and like a couple of two or three girls would turn up and you'd all be sitting around bored. And my one of my mates did play guitar and had it in his room, but he'd never play it in front of us. And I had this ongoing cool fantasy that when the girls turned up, all of whom I fancied, needless to say. All of them. All of the girls who arrived, I had a really bad crippling crush on. Right? All of them. I had, I fancy all of you. Hello, girls. I am in love with all of you. Right? I Simultaneously. Would, I had this idea that I wouldn't even say hello. They'd come in a room and I'd almost not like be acting like I weren't aware they were there because I'm yeah. my head's involved in other more like artistic cool things. Yeah. And I'd pick up the guitar, right? Just real casual, real casual. Out of nowhere, I'd pick the guitar up, sort of like look at it for a while as if, you know, I don't, is this a guitar? I'm not really quite sure how to play the guitar. I'll give it a go. And then suddenly I would just go, and then I would just put the guitar straight back down, sort of shrugged like, yeah, quite a good guitar. <laughs> oh, hi, girls. Didn't see you there. Yeah. And that, what do you think of it? that is my uh. coolness fantasy from my adolescence. Mm. And funny enough, and this makes me sound like a massive Jimi Hendrix fan. I'm not. Yeah, I like, I like, I know, I like the hits. Right, but I'm not well, like... Uh, Jimi Hendrix is one of them where their best album is the very best of. Yeah, you don't, I don't want to go know. any deeper. I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I like Jimi Hendrix. I'm, anyway, 
But I think that when I was an adolescent, you know, Jimi Hendrix, perhaps the music of Jimi Hendrix is something that I associated really closely with coolness because coolness, he played a yeah. role in he played a role in my other key yeah. ongoing coolness fantasy, which probably kept going beyond adolescence into adulthood. Uh, which was when I arrived somewhere, a lot, of, and I know a lot of people do this. You have a an arrival soundtrack, you know, like in the cricket. Sometimes the batsmen would walk out, and they had a song that they could walk out to. Did they? Yeah, they were, I can't remember what it was. It was one of these silly modern cricket tournaments where right. you could have your a song that you walked out to the wicket. So, okay, well, like dance players, I've walked on music, don't they? Yeah, exactly. That's a better example. And you and I had walk-on music, but in my head. What, my, for every situation where you turned up somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> Mainly walking into pubs, could be parties, could be, again, business meetings as I got older. Was it, it, was it, it Shout to the Top by the Star uh, Council? Uh, no, <laughs> although that is a really good one. No, it was... <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> that <laughs> is... <laughs> That is a that is a brilliant intro song. Here it comes no, with two it cups was of tea. All the yeah. All, now I just do it and I walk into the kitchen. Ah, gonna go and do a bit of floor mopping. Get ready, cunts. Now I'd walk into all along the watchtower, wouldn't I? I think it was there's a good scene in With Nail and I where there's a um they're driving along in their, I think it's a Jaguar, and there's a wrecking ball. That's and right. And the wrecking ball swings into yeah. a fucking building and smashes it to fuck to the strains of yeah. All Along the Watch Hour by it's, Jimmy Hendrix. Is Hendricks. that when they're, when they're driving up the motorway to the Lake District about six yeah, in the morning, isn't it? There's no they're, cars they're, on the road. They're setting off. Yeah. And, I've, and, I, and I think that Paul McCann flips there. He's got some of those flip-up sunglasses. That's and right. He, he flips yeah. them down, and then the wrecking ball hits the building... And then yeah. Jimi Hendrix all along Watchtower kicks in. And that, obviously... I mean, now, thinking about Scrumley, yeah, that is an extremely cool scene. And when you're an adolescent and you watch it, you think, wow, that's the coolest thing to have ever happened. And so yeah. from that... I've only just realised, traced it now by talking to you about it, that's where it must come from. Because from then on, everywhere I went, whenever I arrived there, in my head... Brown, 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 brown. Rival music. Hello, yeah. Mr. Delaney. Please sit down. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> My driving test. My driving now, test. Have, you, have you been actively seeking work in the past seven days? Bow, 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 Is that all along the watchtower you're attempting to sing? Bow, bow, bow. I'm just nodding. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> what around with a ghetto blaster on your shoulder playing it out? Oh, la, la, da, what, da, oh, God. Calm down, Mr. Delaney. Um, couple of bits of uh, housekeeping. We've had a few people saying, where is the Top Flight Tune Machine episode for this week? Can you not fucking read? It said quite clearly that we'll do two a month. You had one last weekend. Your second one will probably come this weekend. Fuck's um, sake. And right. another one, email yeah. from Scott Ripley. After listening to the Elton John audiobook on your recommendation... Absolutely brilliant. I would gladly welcome any other titles you guys suggest. Not fussed about the genre, just a gripping read stroke listen is all I care about. Scott, we don't do bespoke recommendations by yeah. email. Uh, if we're going to recommend books, we'll it. fucking recommend them on the podcast. So just listen to the cunt. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's it's weird. People ask you shit on the email directly, Fuck and it's like, this will come out. Now, one thing I regret about Life Logistics so far is 
last week we talked about how to videos on YouTube yeah. with men, practical men, yeah, uh, like practical, ourselves, practical reassuring men telling you how to do practical things around the home. Mm. And I don't know, a couple had caught our eye and we were fans of them. But like a lot of things, you know, we've got a lot of things that we're enthusiastic about. So I said, oh, tell us your favourite runs. Fuck me. Now, on the Life Logistics email, <laughs> all I've got is fucking yeah. loads and loads and loads of videos, which I now realise are actually just boring. It's just a guy fixing a fucking oven or something. Oh, and it's like them? I've I looked at some. I looked at one. Is There's a weird one of a geezer walking by an unused railway line in Hull in the woods and to be honest it's like a bit disturbing I had to switch it off what's, what's the fucking what's to be learned from that then fuck knows but the bloke who sent it in said he had a reassuring voice I didn't find it reassuring in the least I found it terrifying um, so <laughs> yeah just stop sending those in please because I'm bored of them now yeah um, here, and then one guy Joe Foster leave the crows alone he says all right, guys, just a quick one in defence of crows. They're fucking wicked birds, and I'm sick of hearing them being slagged off left, right, and centre. I'm not going to bang on about it, but instead let this video do the talking. Right, well, I watched the video, and it's just a geezer who's pissed outside a pub, and a crow mm. has landed on his shoulder. So he offers the crow his beer, and the, beer, and the mm. crow has a little sip of beer, and then right. they give the crow a fag, and the crow takes the fag and then flies off. Of course Quite it does. Quite funny, but it doesn't make you think that crows are better than what? Because it drinks beer and smokes fags. No, it's just theft, isn't it's, it? Yeah, it's, it's just, just reinforced what we've said, that crows are opportunist cunts and they'll yeah. t- take anything that's not so theirs. So don't fucking lecture us about fucking crows. You want to get your own house in order, mate. Lewis oh, Clare... Oh, listen, listen to a fucking pro-crow podcast. Yeah, which Instead, is very much not this. Probably uh, the Crouch one. Just to counterbalance that, our old mate Lewis Clare, our diversified farmer has given us an email entitled Farm Crow Update. He says, I have a water tank that I use for my pet pigs. Flash cunt. Yeah. With his water tank and his pet pigs. Must be nice. About 10 days ago, I found a dead crow in it. Bit odd, but nothing major. That's a farm life, isn't it? Yeah, it's standard diversified farm stuff, isn't it? To me, to an urbanite like myself, if I found a dead crow somewhere around my property, (laughs) I I would probably need to go to therapy. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I would cry. I'd piss my pants. Yeah. I'd call the council. Right? He's like, yeah, dead crow. Chuck it. Fish and cut out. He said, bit odd, but nothing major. A few days later, there was another dead crow in it. Oh. Has their nihilism reached the suicide stage, or are they just nature's goths? I don't know. I had to build a special covers unit for my trailer a few years ago because the little bastards would attack the eggs when I was collecting from another house. I've also (laughs) seen gangs of them fighting buzzards, which are about three times their size. (laughs) I can also confirm the sheep's eyes stories, although I've only seen it happen on an already dead sheep. Right. Lewis, your diversified farmer, he signs off. Thank you. Thank you very much, Lewis, yeah. Um, Uh, Good stuff. All... all, uh, reinforces our crow theories and feelings and beliefs I think yeah and Lewis should know he's fucking he's up to his balls in crows so he knows yeah. better than any of the rest of us he's our official diversified farmer and crow correspondent I would say yeah. now yeah quick one before we go that's just come in on the Twitter from Desmond 
This is one for you, Sam. My cat won't drink anything except for if I cup water directly in my hand and hold it out to him. <laughs> this is gross and makes me feel like I'm his slave. He's also a bit of an arsehole, generally. What can I do? Wow. Let him I mean, starve, I say. I mean, I'll tell you, actually, I do have some good advice for this. Because we were worried about Nelson, obviously, with his recent tail drama. And we were worried more than ever because we always worry about him not drinking enough because of the situation I've described, very similar Mm. to Desmond's situation, although not as extreme. I mean, you know, I don't know. I've never tried feeding Nelson water from my cup town. I might give it a go. Well, be careful what you wish for. Exactly, because then he might just You can't stop. It'd be like Pancho's fucking online shopping. Yeah, online shopping addiction. I, uh... I, we said to the vet, look, we're a bit worried because he, he's not drinking much and we're particularly worried that he'll dehydrate. And the doctor mm. said, don't worry. Uh, lots of cats are like this. And the doctor claimed, the vet, I mean, that yeah. cats don't need that much water. I've right? heard that. Yeah, I've heard uh, that. Have you? Yeah. And also there's a um, there's a... Uh, quite a lot of water in most cat food you give to them so they yeah. get, they get hydrated from the food so it's quite good to know that if you've got a cat like nelson or like desmond's cat that's all sniffy about how it drinks water and what it means is as well they're fucking with you they're not even thirsty it's a control thing it's a control right. thing desmond and your cat yeah. by sounds of things if he's a bit of a prick anyway this all adds up he's that's just trying is, to know hey dickhead water time go on get that water in your hands Right? You don't want me dehydrating and dying, do you? Right? Mm. Like one of them rave kids in the 90s. So fucking, just get fucking spooning your hands together. I'm bloody parched here. Right? <laughs> Fuck that. He's winding you up. He's not going to die get, of dehydration. I would, I would acquire a Taylor's dummy or a ventriloquist dummy and take the hand off and just put the hand down with water in it on the floor and just that's, say, there you go. That, take it off and leave it, mate. Yeah, exactly. You're getting enough in your fucking whiskers, mate. Stop dicking me about. I've got enough on my plate yeah. here. Yeah. Right. Right, Good. that's it from this one. Um, that's the Life Logistics all sorted out. If you've got any more, send them in to us. Uh, what's the email again? Contact at, at tftimemachine.com. T- tftimemachine.com. Or on Twitter, if you want to you know, publicly give us some questions. Uh, yeah, thanks very much for listening. As always, TTFN, dickheads. Keep it cunty. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., 